This is Joan Breibart, Body Conversations, and this is February 3rd, the day after my favorite holiday, Groundhog's Day. And um, this is another one on whole foods. I'm going to say whole foods and taste, or the lack thereof. Let's see now. I've pointed out before that Whole Foods is in my apartment building in New York and Chelsea, so obviously I'm going to shop there convenience and uh, it's it's a good store it's a good company but for me given my point of view it, it's like I'm tiptoeing around and and there are landmines everywhere so let's start with the recent issue soup I see I love soup and I see a new jar and hadn't seen before where they keep the soups the the name beautiful label Karine and Jeff Split pea soup, big letters, I could read that. And of course, I love split pea soup. So uh, then I sort of squinted and I saw on the front that it said fine French cuisine. And for me, French cuisine is uh, the best in the world. And I also love Chinese, the two are the best. Anyway, so $7.95, but um, you know, it's worth it if it tastes good. Now, of course, I don't read labels. I never read labels. First of all, unless I had a, a pair of cheaters, otherwise known as reading glasses, I wouldn't be able to see them anyway. You know, my eyes at 80 I can't read this tiny print. So um, I didn't bring any because I never read the labels because I don't care what they're telling me about the number of calories and the fat grams and all the rest. I don't even believe it. And I don't care about it. And um, you know, the point of view of 80 bites is uh, when it comes to food, solids, um, even solid liquids like soup, it's irrelevant. It does count with beverages, but, you know, I know whether beverages are going to be calorically dense, um, whether they're beer or wine or soda. So anyway, so I buy this and I get home and put it in the cabinet and then the next day I didn't get to the market and I I'm home and the weather's crappy so I open up uh, the cabinet and I see this soup and I have some nice bread and greens for a salad and I thought okay this is it I have the whole meal here and a nice glass of wine that would go with it and I thought um, I don't have to go out and I can't wait to try this soup so I open it up and I pour about half into a pot. And when I look at it and I think, wow, this does not look so good. It doesn't look like pea soups I've ever seen. So then I get out the cheaters and I start to read and I see that this is, you know, vegan. I think that's what's vegan and, and non-GMO or I don't even know what that means, but whatever it is, it does not look so good. So I heat it up and decide I better taste before I pour it into the bowl, and I, I get a tablespoon, soup spoon actually, and I taste. I mean, I try to taste, but that was impossible because there was no taste, no taste. So I think, oh boy, I'm hungry, and this is, you know, I don't have enough food unless I have this soup. So then I get this idea, and I had some half and half, and I pour in half and half and mix it around, and at least it looked better, and it seemed, and have more consistency and be creamy and I guess you know I was thinking well French 
So anyway, pour it in the bowl and it's better, but it certainly is not pea soup and it's certainly lacking flavor. And when I add salt and pepper, it's improved, but it, it's not any good. So that's sort of a, a, a bad uh, situation because, well, I'm going to go to bed kind of hungry. But anyway, worse things happen. So then I finally decided I'm going to find out what is in pea soup because, of, as I've mentioned, I'm not from the cooks and I wouldn't know how to make pea soup. So I go on the web, of course, everything is there, and I find out, wow, you need butter or olive oil to saute vegetables, which are going to be part of it. And then, wow, you need ham. That's what gives it the flavor, the ham. Ham bones, pieces of ham, salt, pepper, and other things which are clearly lacking from this. So what happens uh, now? I have half of it left, and I guess I'm going to have to uh, go get some pieces of ham and cook it for a while with some butter and forget the half and half, and maybe, you know, it'll be worth it. Maybe it'll be more um, tasteful, because right now it's not even edible. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, I wish they could rearrange this store and have all the unhealthy foods, because I presume my way of having pea soup, which is the original recipe, would be considered unhealthy because there's, you know, ham in it and butter or olive oil and pepper. There's no pepper in the soup here, so I guess that's a bad thing now. But, of course, they're not going to do that. They're not going to accommodate me. And nobody thinks about the consequences of all this, that people, instead of elevating their palates, instead of being able to have the pleasure of a great taste, they are simply, quote, nourishing themselves. I guess that's what they think it is, nourishing themselves. And um, they could take a vitamin pill as far as I'm concerned. But, and then eating or drinking uh, things that are not really what I call food. Um, it's some sort of a I don't know, would you call this spa cuisine? I don't even know what it is. All I know is it has no taste. And this is all, again, the holy trinity, the, the eat healthy, ungrammatical, and also wrong. Um, and all this emphasis on, you know, what is in this food as if, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, there's a whole thing on now about the NFL and this coach being fired. And so it started me to think about it, and I'm pretty sure... Um, other people are too, because you think about NFL players, they're enormous, right? And yet, I doubt that their stomach, that the stomach of a person who has big shoulders and big um, legs is bigger than a stomach of a person who's just, you know, normal size, right? Not over-muscled. And it's so obvious. It's just, it's so obvious that all of this strenuous, beat up your body exercise couldn't do what people said because going back to the hunter-gatherers and this uh, tribe in Tanzania where all of this information came out only seven years ago, and of course it's been buried, but now the New York Times had to republish it because it's so obvious. 
I mean, we wouldn't be around. The hunter-gatherers wouldn't have been able to continue hunting and gathering. They, they'd be dead. They never would have bred. It would, you know, obviously. So the body knows more than you do, and you keep trying to figure out ways to get around your gluttony, which, of course, is just consumerism. And so you come up with tasteless food, so you're only going to eat more or probably just binge on a nice um, box of donuts or cookies or something because you're so unsatisfied with this soup, which is, you know, you couldn't, if blindfolded, I wouldn't even know it was pea soup. Wouldn't have a clue it was pea soup. So going along with all this, um, I read medium.com. I, I think 25% of the articles there are about Oh, how I worked out for two months every single day and what it did for me and how I tried intermittent fasting and my whole life, blah, 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 on and on. That's what, so I see all these. And, um, you know, it's, there's all these people just glorifying the holy trinity of wellness, despite the fact that all the information now, at least a decade old, that there's a reason why it failed people. And the reason is it's an oversimplification I could just say it's wrong, but I'm going to say it's an oversimplification. And the only people that are going to kill it is the public. Because the people that are writing about it, whether they have an MD or a PhD or just an RD or they're a certified trainer or whatever, they have such a vested interest. They cannot do any kind of 180. They can't do it. They, they, they're published. They're known for this advice this advice that's failed, and they just were going to cling to it. As I said, just like we spent 20 years in Afghanistan, we made the wrong decision. Nobody would accept that it was the wrong decision until finally when it was just so hopeless, we left and, and of course, ruined the whole country. And then, of course, you know, people start to ask the real questions, you know, why, why did we do this? Obviously, we had the examples of Russia and Great Britain failing in that country that's so hostile to anyone outside. But then there's plutonium. I guess people don't know this, but apparently Afghanistan has the largest reserve of plutonium. So, you know, maybe that's why we were there. Whatever. There's always a reason that nobody knows. And that's what guides the CDC, the National Institute of Health. You know, it, it's business. And got these food companies and farmers and we just have to do one thing over and over and over again get people to shop eat and repeat shop eat repeat or shop buy eat repeat whatever it is we've got to get people to keep doing something that you know is just stretching their stomachs screwing up the hormones and having um having a problem uh, with their weight. And, you know, this is obviously getting to be more and more. Um, now that Ukraine and our military are in the news also, I keep hearing this, I think, you know, I don't know if you know this, but the uh, Pentagon with the CDC put out a statement, I think it was last summer, that um, obesity is a threat to our national security and there's a, some kind of semi-confidential memo saying that we are unable to land an army because we have so few able soldiers and we can't recruit them. So, I mean, this is a big problem. 
and that's a pun, but it's a big problem. Anyway, one last thing. So I'm reading Medium, and of course, Jillian Michael has found Medium, and there she goes. And I guess what's interesting about these people that have just beaten this holy trinity is that they do a little um, softening of some of the things, you know. So they'll, they'll soften it and try to say, oh, you have to eat all this, but occasionally you can have, you know, some chocolate chips or something. I, I don't know. It's always that. But her thing, which I read today, just so bad. She says, listen, I eat the same 20 meals all the time. I've got three breakfasts, four lunches, five, whatever. And, you know, the same foods over and over and over. I had just finished reading about the chocolate milk recall. This is just like yesterday. Of course, now, you may be paying attention to this, there is a food recall because of contamination practically every week. It used to be once or twice a year. Remember, once or twice a year, uh-oh, all of that spinach has salmonella, and we're recalling it. But now it's every week. So here we have somebody who's a big shot, Jillian and I telling people, just get 20 foods and eat them over and over and over again, which of course just increases the likelihood you will get some contaminated food. Of course, you'll be bored. Um, of course, your body will adapt to these foods in a certain way that's not positive. And plus, it's just tacky and very lower class. So don't do it. Eat broadly, but always pay attention to how much. Bye-bye.